Hey everyone, and welcome to the Hashtag Career Goals podcast. I'm your host, Adelaide Walsh, and in each episode, I will be interviewing incredible women on how they crafted their amazing careers, focusing on challenges, learnings, and key milestones in the hopes to inspire our listeners. My guest today is Fiona Lam. Fiona is a critically acclaimed clinical hypnotherapist and founder of guided meditation app, Mind Detox. As a model during her 20s, Fiona struggled with anxiety and turned to hypnotherapy recordings to overcome this. This experience left her with the desire to help other people overcome their struggles. Today, Fiona works with clients, including executives, editors and TV stars at her clinic in Harley Street and successfully promotes the positive effects of meditation and mindfulness to her 30,000 followers on Instagram. Her guided meditation app, Mind Detox, includes a series of guided meditations to suit every mood, from calm, happy, mindful to successful. In this interview, Fiona and I discuss the benefits of meditation and positive thinking and the importance of not listening to other people when you're pursuing your passion. Without further ado, here's the interview. Fiona Lam, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So I want to start at the beginning, so before your career. So tell me about your school days and what did you want to be when you grew up? So when I was really young, I wanted to be a vet. I loved oh. dogs. I had the, you know, remember the puppy in my pocket? The oh, little yeah, dog you yeah. might not remember. I don't mm. know if you're too young, but I used, I used to love animals. So yeah, I really, really wanted to be a vet. Um, and then I moved schools and then, you know, I guess all the stress that goes in me in school so I don't didn't really get the grade to be a vet then I wanted to be a social worker um and then I actually ended up going and doing a degree in business oh and why did, why did you choose that degree well I just thought it was quite general yeah and everything is business and it was focused so a lot of modules on HR um so I really wanted to maybe go into like working with people and personal development in a work corporate um setting so that kind of element of you working with people and kind of helping people self-develop was there from a young age really in the start of your career yeah I think so I think it really was I was just always interested in it and I did um psychology and things and I was just always really interested in people and what motivated so what did you kind of end up doing then as your first job post-graduation so I actually threw myself in at the deep end and ended up in the bank of New York um straight after uni it was totally by fluke um it was I went for something else and I ended up doing I wanted to work in the HR department. I ended up working on the listing bonds on the Luxembourg Stock Exchange. It's the most bizarre thing. Uh, And then I ended up doing that for quite a while. But from going from being a country girl to coming to London the first time and working here and living in that, you know, I thought I wanted to work in corporate, but it just wasn't me. And it really burnt myself out. So then I ended up going back home for a little while. It just burnt myself. I burnt myself out too much. Um, once you realized that that wasn't for you and you took the time off, where did you end up uh, thinking what's next for me? It was really hard to know, actually. And I felt a lot of pressure. I think younger kids, you have a lot of pressure on yourself to have it all figured out that what am I going to be doing now for the rest of my life? And um, 
you know, I, I was really stuck, like, what, what am I going to do? Do I want to be in London? Do I, where, where do I want to be? But then I ended up coming to London. My friend had a place here and fell in love with it without all that pressure of, you know, being in the corporate mm-hmm. environment. And then I kind of fell into doing bits of modeling. Like it was a lot more fun, a lot more creative. And then I decided to not do the teaching and I ended up staying in London and doing that. So tell me a little bit more about that modeling. How was that environment? What did you learn? Well, I enjoyed it actually. I did enjoy it. It, You always, I think I learned modeling how to embrace the unknown. Mm. And I think when you work for yourself, that's, I think it really taught me to work for yourself and be self-employed because you, you know, you're not working for anyone else when you're doing that kind of work, you are self-employed and, um, it, it taught me just to have faith that everything always works out. There's always enough jobs. There's always enough because it, it basically you have no stability and you're always going into the unknown, but you kind of learn to embrace it really. Yeah. You learn to embrace change, learn to embrace the unknown. Um, and I got to work with some really big clients and, you know, I was doing speedo. I was working with fat face, Dabinans, Marks and Spencers. Like I was doing some really big things. Um, and it, it was fun, but, you have a job and then you don't know what's going to come next and you know things are so if anybody's done this kind of work they'll know like actors are the same you can be penciled for a job and it can be taken up like so last minute but actually that's I ended up doing a bit of self-work and things and then I actually needed a bit of stability it was a bit too much for me you're not in control at all um but you do learn to embrace uncertainty and the unknown at what point were you kind of thinking, I want to go and maybe learn a bit more about what you do now? It was, so I was kind of getting to the point. So I was like 28, 29. I was thinking, I don't want to do this forever. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, I was getting to a point where I missed using my brain. Yeah. And I would say to photographers, I would get involved a bit too much, really, I think. <laughs> and then, I, you know, a model should be seen and not heard where I would enjoy the lighting I enjoy the photography I'd enjoy I want to get involved in the project and yes, then I, yeah. I really realized that you know I can't do this anymore I need to start using my brain again and I'd been you know using hypnotherapy and hypnosis tracks when I was traveling around to help me sleep and I thought I really want to become a hypnotherapist I didn't really know anything about it I'd had a few sessions but I found it quite hard to I didn't find anybody so basically there's two types of hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. There's the basic suggestion and the analytical work. I found, I got frustrated when I tried to find hypnotherapists because they'd always want to talk about things. They charge a lot of money and you no guarantee of if you get any results or not. And, but I had had some results with, and, and I, it, it had been good, but I, what I really wanted to learn hypnotherapy for was to make the recordings that I helped me so much to sleep when I was traveling around. And so I just thought, I'm going to learn to be a hypnotherapist. And my, yeah. I remember my, it was totally out of the blue for everybody because six, seven years ago, people didn't talk about mental health, you know, and, and everyone would say like, why do you want to do that? I think the conversation was quite different back then around mental health. We're kind of a lot more open about it now. How did you yourself kind of discover that was a good method or were there people around you who kind of advised you? What was their access to it? It was... 
um, somebody had recommended, oh, try hypnosis for your sleep because I'd always had problems with my sleep. Um, and I'd been to see hypnotherapists and only got temporary results, which now I know, you know, why because it's more of a you need an analytical approach if there's deep anxiety but they and i and i didn't realize you could find them online but then when i discovered them online like it's basic it's guided meditation and hypnotherapy is the same thing i i'd label them on my ipod i'd write track one or track two do you remember the days where you had to transfer yeah. them from your computer onto your ipod yeah so i had all these things <laughs> yeah i had all these things disguised because i didn't want anybody to know um but they helped me loads and i discovered confidence ones i discovered like i had all this different selection of all these hypnosis tracks uh, but i didn't really tell anyone about them to be honest um and i just thought i want to make these recordings and you know, people were like, why do you want to do that? That's bizarre. You've got a good career. You're earning money. And, uh, but I don't know. I, I didn't think it would be what it is today. I thought I'd be in a counseling room and treating clients mm -hmm. and yeah, I, 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 or making recordings. Like I did, had no idea. So you went back to restudy. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I found a course. I didn't even really look them up. I went totally gung ho into it because when I get excited <laughs> about something, I get excited. Yeah. Um, I found the course. No, actually I wanted one that was accredited with all the boards yes, and yeah. I found a good one that was starting with a guy that I like the, you know, and he's actually a really good friend of mine now and we're doing a training course together. And, um, it's, I just started learning and I, I it was a part-time thing though I was working at the same time and um I loved it and I, I was thought for the first time like I'm really good at something and I'd never really been good at anything before limiting belief that I'd probably had and um, but I, I just really got excited that I could help people and that I could yeah I, I really loved it and when we started learning the hypnotherapy I learned that there was this analytical technique and just ways of reframing beliefs so it's not just about putting new ideas into your mm -hmm. mind it's about the reframing that you could do at the same time and as I went through the journey of learning the te hypnotherapy techniques I also dealt with a lot of my stuff and issues yeah. that I'd been holding on and realized that I had anxiety really badly and that I hadn't been able to settle and that had been the cause of my insomnia and like the the, the change in me, you know, as I, and then but as I've grown personally, my business has always grow, all like grown at the same time as me. So there's people that have been following me from the beginning that just say your brand just gets stronger, your business just gets stronger. And I just know that's because I'm doing more work on myself. Yeah. Amazing. It's so interesting. Those passions can make you explore even more and you obviously have to do a lot of self-work before you can start to help others develop, etc. So mm -hmm. it's probably the most beneficial um, method of you discovering what your true passion was because you were able to help yourself as well. And how can I, I you know, I am so much more effective at helping people go through anything because I've been through it myself like the insomnia the anxiety the lack of confidence the you know issues with uh, you know using things to numb out your uh, you know whatever it may be like food I think I use that to try and binge eat as well like there's I, I've been through it all myself so I know what it feels like and when I lost my dad two or three years ago like I know grief when people come with grief like I know that now so it's like everything and that's you know loads of layers that I've had more layers that are uncovered. So I just get it when people come to me. And so 
you have to be grateful for everything you go through because it does propel you forward in some way. It might not feel like it at the time, but it does. So explain to me exactly the definition of a hypnotherapist and perhaps your, you know, your day to day and what you do. So, so there's four brain states, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. There's only four. So people think hypnosis is this out of body experience, a different brain activity. It's not, it's just relaxing you into a theta brain state that's just slightly altered from your normal brain state. So you're more relaxed. Meditation happens in the exact same brain state. So it's no different from a meditative state. Mm. But what I do in sessions with clients is I work to put it really simply, I work with their imagination because any limiting beliefs, any limiting ideas, any fears, any blocks to success or happiness, it's all in our imagination. It's walls that we put up for ourselves. So to put it really simply, I don't know if anyone's ever probably explained it like this before, but we, I relax people and work with their imagination. I have the app now, which is a meditation app and that bait, that's a bit more than a meditation because it works with people's imagination. So they're guided visualizations to get those therapeutic techniques so that they can use their imagination rather than letting it work against them. So you're now working on Harley street clinic, but say between the time you kind of graduated as training for hypnotherapists um, to Harley street, what kind of, what kind of does that look like that part of your life? And um, how did you put in the steps to now work I believe independently um, and kind of have a presence within that um, popular area. Well, it was so hypnotherapy, like I said, six or seven years, six years ago, seven years, it wasn't, it, it was people didn't talk, like I said, about mental health. So they weren't, didn't talk about mental health. And also they were a bit nervous about hypnotherapy because we didn't talk about these things. So I had two things, blocks to, break down a little bit is teaching people about hypnotherapy and also you know I'm a bit younger I look a bit younger than I am it's like well who's she to help me when mm. other people can't mm -hmm. so it there was two things that you know I had to contend with really but I, I started out when um, I had a room in my house that I used as an office and my boyfriend at the time actually we had leaflets yeah. And I leafleted in the area. Old and school. I, I was talking, <laughs> old school. It was old school. Um, and, I, and I got a little um, poster by somewhere. I'm not sure how effective that was. But the flyers was actually really effective. Brilliant. People told me, oh, don't fly. That won't work. Um, but I, I just, And people also told me that nobody's a hypnotherapist full time. No one will be a hypnotherapist full time. So you just can't listen to other people. And I know hypnotherapists, a lot of people don't last in the industry because they, you know, don't get the clients or whatever it might be. But like I said, the more that if you work enough and you learn good techniques that help people, that you're always going to, people start referring and then you build up a good client base. So it is anything is possible. You have to believe anything is possible. I chose not to listen to people that would say things like that. Yeah, I started yep. the flyering. I built it up. And as I listened to seeing clients as well, I also really developed my own techniques because it's very, it's not like a black and white thing, hypnotherapist. It's, you don't like, I never read off a script. You can get scripts and read them. And I never read off a script. It's more of a, 
it's like a skill that you kind of learn. So I wish yeah. that some of the clients I could get back that I had at the beginning and be like, right, I know how to do that a bit differently now. Um, but as I was seeing clients, I was learning, I was growing, I was learning how to work with people more and more. And my technique developed more and more the way I do it. And I'd learned from what worked with people and what didn't. And I am, if something wasn't working and I wasn't getting a result, I was like, why? why what can we do differently why? and then yeah so yeah I was just I guess I was just determined and Brilliant. just excited about it but and I learned so much from my clients I've learned everything I know from my clients so I'm so grateful that they trusted me and kept coming back and we worked out so much and I worked out so much and mistakes I made at the beginning you kind of have to let yourself make mistakes because that's where you learn from yeah. I think people probably appreciate you not reading off that script and bringing your very personal and kind of um, own style to doing because therapy is so it's so personal. Yeah, and you can't just read off a script because everybody's different. Everyone's had a different life experience, mm. and you can't you can't just do a generic. Even for my stop smoking now, I don't do a general stop smoking because everybody's had different relationship with cigarettes. Everyone's had a different experience with cigarettes. Granted, they're all very similar, but every and you have to listen to every word people say. And in terms of career and mindfulness, etc., what do you think the importance of mental health and mindfulness in your day to day? Um, yeah, I think it's so important. I think you have to, you know, the roads are going to be up and down, and there's going to be curveballs that come your way, but you have to just ride with the punches really and nothing's ever going to run smoothly but you have to believe that anything is possible you have to go into the unknown with I say in the app go into the unknown with strength and courage that just embrace uncertainty yeah. you have to and, and you know when you work for yourself I had this realization the other day with the app I was like I've got no one to tell me what to do um so but it's just trusting yourself and it's just knowing you know that you can't fail really like nothing's ever going wrong if you give yourself that permission to not fail then you're always learning always growing and you can't really you know go wrong but also I think the more mindful I am the more the more peaceful I am the more creative I am and the more th I can see things clearly Mm -hmm. And that's another important aspect, I think, of working with yourself is your creativity. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so let's talk about the app for a second. What kind of point did you think that this is what I want to do? I'm going to start this app and why? So the app was started. So I'd taken a bit of time off work. I'd been traveling around. I hadn't been seeing clients as much. And um, I'd broke up with a relationship, actually. And I moved out. And I was living, I, I literally started and I had no money. Okay. I had to build my clinic back up again. It's when before I just started working at the Hale. But I'd been away traveling with the, um, a, an ex-boyfriend. We'd been out of the country a lot. So I'd kind of lost touch base with my client. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I, it took me a while to get over my, it's after my dad passed away. So I've been taking a bit of time out. And I started the app just over a year ago. We've only been going like, in the app store about seven months now and we've actually only got it to a place where okay we can start doing marketing now it's been a long journey um but i just had this idea that i want to make meditations because i never actually i started learning to make these meditations and then oh hypnosis or hypnotherapy and i never actually 
recorded any. Yeah. So I was like, I'd love now. And then I'd be like, wouldn't it be great if I could put them in an app? Like all these meditations, like Harm and Headspace, my clients always say to me, what can I listen to? And, you know, they wouldn't like the voice. They think it was robotic. I don't like Calm and I don't like Headspace. Or that's what they'd say to me. Or there's new music or what, where can I listen to them? So it just came from that need of people wanting them and I just had that time when I broke up um, with him and you know had a bit of time on my own I had nowhere to live I always ended up staying with a friend outside of London and I thought you know I'm totally gonna put my time and energy into creating this now and you know I was told don't people don't download apps people won't use apps Mm -hmm. Um, don't do it like they told me at the beginning yeah. don't do it don't do <laughs> it in therapy. Yes, doesn't you can't listen no. to anybody so that would also be my advice if you and I just I was just right I'm gonna do it if something feels like something excites you something really excites you and gets you feeling like you know you just want to do it and there's no you don't know why it's a bit unexplained just do it like don't listen to anybody because you create that in your mind first like that's you create it in your mind and your minds are so powerful like I love the law of attraction and what you think about you Mm -hmm. bring about like just just do it I actually use the app I love it I'm good so I'm quite into meditation do you think that there's a misconception around meditation being only kind of used or valuable in ter- in times of like a crisis or trauma. Can I just say, what are your favorite meditations, by the way? Um, Do you have any favorites? I have, well, it's because it's so funny hearing your voice now because that's all I hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been through like a lot over the last three months in terms of like mm-hmm. my work and stuff. But mm-hmm. so I listen a lot to the calm one and the confidence one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the confidence ones are good. So I'd be like, I meditate and people are like, are you okay mentally? Like, as in, like, it's everything. You know what I mean? Like, people think it's very much um, trauma or, like, crisis, which, you know, it definitely is in one aspect. If you have anxiety or if you're, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. But, you know, it's quite nice to do every day as well. What do you you think? Yeah, I think people are changing a little bit, but they do. They think it's, you know, I don't think people understand the simplicity of sitting down how how life-changing can sitting down and doing nothing be people Mm. don't realize we're in a bit of a mentality of make things happen and that's the mentality I used to be in and I'd say to myself now are you Fiona are you in a make things happen mode stop it because that's not how the law of attraction works so you get too pushy you try and make things happen too much it's where you step back and allow these things to flow to you so what meditation does is it first strengthens those neural pathways the calm so you're less reactive to situations you're less reactive to life you're 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 more settled but when we're more settled we make better decisions when we're more settled we don't make as many mistakes and or when we're more settled we're open to you know receiving things and doors open that we previously we've been too wound up for them to be open um so when i started meditating daily which you know, I, I used to be the same. I used to use it. Okay. I want to, you know, I need to, whatever, like I need to fall asleep. I'll listen to a meditation and it, it, I'd be more 
I'd use it as a re I'd be reactive to meditation rather than use it as a tool, mm -hmm. something proactively. I'm going to proactively care about how I feel today because nothing is more important than how you feel. People want to be successful because they think it will make them happy or people want to be in a relationship because they think it will make them happy or they want X, Y, and Z. But it's like, you have to be happy first. Mm -hmm. So the yeah. happier you get, the more successful you'll be. The happier you'll get, the more good will flow to you. The happier you'll get, the more love you'll have in your life. So it all starts with you. And people don't think that it can be that simple. Oh, I do nothing. I sit down, clear my thoughts, and I spend the day on things that make me feel good. Then my life will just be magically, you know, it has to be hard work. And it's like, it really is that simple. Yeah, amazing. No, I'm a firm, I'm a firm supporter of meditation. Completely agree with you. Have you noticed a difference since you've been doing it? Yeah, I have. I, um, so I was made redundant actually before coronavirus, like nothing to do with it. I also went through a breakup and I had someone pass away all within the last three months. When I was using the meditation, it taught me to kind of be a bit more, okay, what do you really want from life? Is it so bad that you were made redundant? Is it so bad? Maybe this is an opportunity for you to actually think about what you really want. And also to relook at things that you're probably ignoring by keeping busy. But I think people kind of look at meditation as I don't have the time to sit down for 10 minutes. You know, I could be sleeping in or I could be, you know, mm. watching TV or on my phone or mm. the patience to sit there and their mind just goes, runs riot. It's because people don't realize the benefits and everybody can meditate. It's just a practice of letting go of your thoughts, of using your imagination in a more productive way. But thoughts will come into your mind. Our brains always want to analyze everything. But it's just take, and it feels good when you think nothing. I don't know when you started meditating. It feels really good to get that relief from thoughts. But people don't realize the benefits that they get from it. Because when you start meditating, you start noticing synchronicities, you start feeling better, you start attracting better, things flow to you a lot easier, life flows a lot easier. Mm -hmm. That you want to keep doing it because it feels good when life just flows rather than, you know, it always being a struggle. So, you know, people don't really they have to wait till everything comes falling down sometimes to really take that realization that, you know, I need to change something here. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like it's a refresh or, you know, if you're kind of feeling a bit like groggy due to meditation, you feel good again. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like having a coffee or something, you know, it kind of just resets your mind a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It puts things into perspective. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I met you at an event for, with Extend Bar, the popular bar studio in Marlebone. And I've also seen you do collaborations with brands such as DM Organics. I've seen you kind of in Sherlock's or kind of different publications. I think it's really interesting that you kind of go beyond your day-to-day -day clinic based job and use your social platforms to promote meditation and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Is that important to you or how, how did you kind of grow that personal brand? So that happened by accident really. I, when Instagram wasn't a thing back in the day, and when I stopped, I stopped modeling at a time, people were posting selfies and everything was a bit different to what it is. The modeling was changing a bit and that's what I didn't like about it. But I, when I stopped modeling, I kept, I, I still liked the photography. I still liked the, you know, the styling, the making photos look pretty. So I kind of used Instagram as a bit of a creative outlet mm -hmm. for me as a bit of a stress relief or I just enjoy it. I like doing photos and editing them and putting you know making them all filters or whatever you know I do now there's um 
the presets and things like I like doing that and I, I just then I started posting quotes and things and I think it has become quite a and as I was doing that and Instagram got bigger more important and it kind of happened by accident but it is very important now I think just to have a presence on social media and everyone always checks the people's social media now but that does come with a bit of a responsibility you do need to be quite careful with what you're posting and making sure that it is on brand and that you know I'm not, I try not to post selfies every day. Well, I don't. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's very important. It's like your, it's your voice really. Yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, that's really true. I feel like, you know, different like founders or CEOs or um, just kind of leaders in different area. I feel like their presence on Instagram actually helps their brand grow because people will say, I love the brand, you know, who's the founder or even for you, you know, it's kind of promotes you with clients. You, you're kind of, accessible and they can kind of see your lifestyle yeah and talking about branding so that was something that I really had to think about with mind detox so with my personal brand I my favorite color is white so if that is a color I had it all Simple. white when it's it's a lot it's actually a lot more gray now but I love white everything my house oh my everything's God. white my, uh, my dogs are white mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know so I could keep it white and with the app I wanted to make it all white and clean and you know Netta Porter I love their styling Chanel yeah. just simple but everyone was like Fiona Chic. like it needs to have yeah it <laughs> needs to have a little bit of color you know so and then I thought right if we're gonna have color let's just make it really fun and really like um young and accessible and like you know like I said yeah fun so we've gone with quite pastel colors and with the designer I was like nope that's too flamboyant that's too girly or that's too so it was a little bit getting the color scheme right and you know I think branding is all about your colors it's the fonts it's the the whole feel of mm -hmm. the whole like experience really um but I think I was lucky in the fact that I learned a lot of that when I was doing modeling because it was the you learn about branding you learn about photography and I did learn a, a lot there um so I, yeah. I think your brand is so important mm -hmm. it's super interesting how your skill set from you know you can pull those from modeling you know you came from you also had that real interest of um listening to recordings and you wanted to do that but you actually ended up doing it years later and now mm -hmm. look at you now kind of launch it finally realizing that passion it's interesting how mm -hmm. it all comes back around again and mm -hmm. it's almost at the right time now you're able to absolutely smash it you have everything in place yeah um, so that's what I say too because I work with lots of um the entrepreneurs that work for Amazon so all the you know some of them are multi doing multi-million pound companies and I and some of them aren't because they all refer one another because I work on like money mindset and success mindset with them and it's if it, I say to the ones that aren't doing as well it's not come at the right time it's not come now because it's not the right time for you yet there's more it will come at the right time and you have to believe it will all come at the right time so one of the things I say on one of the meditations in the app quite a lot of them actually is things are always working out for me so you kind of have just to believe things are always working out mm. for me and that you know that just belief it's again so simple but the simple is the best it's like just if you just believe things are always working out for me that just shifts everything amazing 
you're such a ray of positivity I love it it's great exactly it hasn't always been like this though and I want people to know that there's ups (laughs) and there's downs and you know it's not always going to be easy and I've had times where in my life everything's fallen apart I lost my old office I lost my parking permit where I lived and my house all at the same it might not sound relevant but in Chelsea and Kensington you can park anywhere and when I broke up with my boyfriend my parking permit expired I lost I broke up with him and lost the house I lost the you know like I said my office that I was closing everything felt like it was all coming down at the same time Uh, but that sometimes everything needs to come down for you to then build it back up stronger okay so what is one piece of advice that you would give to people in their careers I'd say meditate (laughs) but I'd also say do what makes you feel excited do what you're passionate about and don't listen to other people and think that anything is possible and know that anything is possible like the world can be full of problems or possibilities and it's your mindset that determines all of that so I, I think people need to realize how powerful their thoughts are and if they're not happy in their job like really looking at that because your job is your life really and it's if you're not fulfilled you're, you're going to search for that fulfillment in other areas and I, I just think if, if you're not fulfilled then that mm-hmm. frustration just means that you're not fulfilling your potential yeah so it means there's some kind of you know dissatisfaction or you know, some frustration there so yeah, I think it's understanding what you want to be doing what makes you excited and it's normally fear that holds us back so you have to let go of fear and you have to feel safe in the unknown and you have to just trust yourself and if something feels right just do it and don't listen to other people amazing advice I feel like everyone needs to hear that um okay great okay so I'm going to just do a quick little nothing to do with career recommendations because I'm purely nosy (laughs) okay Um, um okay so tell me your favorite beauty product a book that changed your life and your favorite restaurant in London Okay, so um, my favorite conditioner is Elasticizer by Philip Kingsley, um, oh, yeah, which is I've amazing. Heard that's amazing. Yeah. Is that just um, for colored hair or any hair? Any hair. So yeah. it really just gives you the elasticity back thing for your skin is celery juice every morning. That's something I swear by. Oh, brilliant. I don't know if you've heard of the medical medium. I love him. No, I haven't heard of him. So he teaches us all about, like, we also know, we all know why we should be eating healthy foods. No, we should be eating healthy foods, but we don't know why. And he talks about all of the foods and like how grounding potatoes can be, for example, and all the benefits of, you know, all like the spirit sounds a bit hippie, but all the spiritual benefits of eating certain types of food. So I do believe that we can get a lot of all the vitamins and things we need in food. Yeah. And hot yoga. I love that for a glow. I haven't got there yet for the hot yoga. I'm I'm only beginning yoga, really. Oh, I love it. The heat would just push me over the edge. So I think my favorite book is Many Lives, Many Masters. Mm-hmm. and that helped me massively when my dad died because I was like well where do people go where do people go when they die what happens and it's that feeling of just knowing but you know and I think many lives many masters there's um a psychologist in there that does regression root cause work which is what I do I root cause and analyze problems and he actually has a patient that goes back into past lives and it sounds again very hippie but it, it just my 
thoughts about death. I, I see a lot of clients who, you know, have a lot of anxiety about death and grief. And I always recommend this book because it is just opens your eyes to what could potentially happen. You know, energy, we're all made of energy. Our souls are made of energy. And when we die, we lose seven pounds. Like that's known, but that energy, where does it go? And energy can't disappear. So where does it go? And that really, that helped me reframe what I thought about death and dying really. Yeah. And it probably helped you almost like heal and grieve. Yeah. yeah at the time, I think it, it really did, did just, it really, it really helped. Um, and then my favorite restaurant in London is probably Megan's. Have you ever been to Megan's oh, yeah. for brunch? I love it. I love it. And there's all the little twinkly lights and things you can eat outside the one on the King's Road. So yeah, that's yeah. probably my favorite brunch place. Um, okay. Um, Fiona, it's been amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Some you great for having me. Super positive. <laughs>